We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Podcasts are presented to you by Yahoo Fantasy Sports. This week, 15, you need to be checking out Yahoo. They've got a $1 million guaranteed prize pool tournament, which also has the greatest value proposition in the history of DFS. $250,000 in guaranteed overlay in this contest. It's a $20 entry with only a 10 entry max. If you haven't signed up, make sure you go to rotogrinders.com forward slash Yahoo and use Promo code GRINDERS30 for a $30 matching deposit bonus on that first deposit. Check them out this week. It's Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. Welcome back to the absolutely epic early week podcast. Week 15, boys. Dean here. That's Dean 704. You want to get all technical on me? Joined as usual, usual suspects leading off fat and first. It's one, uh, it's one great week. Grant, how was a Monday night treat? You, of course, we record this on Monday night, right after Monday night football. Riveting game. Just a, I heard it was great according to Twitter. I did not watch one minute. Uh, Grant, how was a, how's Monday treat? Yeah. I mean, I'm a Seahawks fan. We won. It might have been a trash game, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure we we basically secured a playoff berth, considering who we're playing the rest of the season, and we have the tiebreaker over everyone else competing with us. So. That's good. I could have used more Thielen uh, love in the game because all my Thursday through Monday lineups that were my only hope of losing less money this weekend had Thielen in them, and he did not do great. But, you know, this is my first losing week in Denver, so I can't be terribly unhappy. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, we're going to bring in Bobby. Bobby Fye, you're, you're, you're the Kyle Ripken of this podcast. You never miss a week. And then uh, you had some audio issues, some technical difficulties. We had, we got Mangone to film for you last week. He filmed in, uh, swimmingly, by the way. He actually did a, a Bobby impression. I'm not sure if you listened to it much, but he crumbled up some paper in the background. It was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, so thanks, Mangone, if you're out there listening. appreciate you stepping in. And Bobby, welcome back. Start your streak. Yeah, it's good to be back. Um, happy to uh, to be doing another show with you guys. I started another streak, like you said. I think that Grant now is officially the Cal Ripken of the show. Um, I prefer the Peyton Manning, and my old age is going to go real downhill. <laughs> and, but, but you're going to win a title or something at the same time? That's, I mean, that, you could argue his last year, but probably is well, the definitely was most successful. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, interesting. This is a weird slate. Uh, ready to get into it? Um, yeah, pretty much. Want to talk to you guys about it because I, I don't have a great feel for it yet, and it's uh, it's definitely going to be a tricky one. 
Can I sidetrack the podcast just for a second? I know we yes. have nonsense at the end. We backloaded at the end of the show. But trust me, when you guys see uh, this slate we're talking about, it, it is absolutely one of the grossest 11-game slates I've ever seen. But we mentioned uh, Kyle Ripken. Do you guys know the, the urban legend that supposedly Kyle Ripken uh, – okay, there was a game that was canceled in Baltimore because there was an issue with the lights, like in the middle of the streak. And the legend goes that Kyle Ripken left the stadium because he went to go beat up Kevin Costner, who was allegedly sleeping with his wife. Have you guys heard this before? No, but that is incredible. (laughs) I wish it was true, but (laughs) it's apparently not true, but I want it to be true. It's it's an amazing story that Baltimore goes so far to say, oh, the lights are broke, we can't play tonight because Kyle Ripken's out there beating up Kevin Costner, who's hooking up with Kyle Ripken's wife. But uh, there you go. Google it. It's pretty crazy. (laughs) Do you guys have an urban legend, like a sports urban legend that you wish was true that's probably not? I mean, that Wade Boggs drank 50 beers on a continental flight. Uh, that is true. 80 is actually the real number, I believe. Yes, okay. 80 is the myth. 50 is the true number. <laughs> I don't know what's he true. Also, I'd like to believe that was true. He also ate, like, turkey or chicken before every single game. He, he, superstitious. mostly fried before every single game. <laughs> there you go. Wade Boggs is my <laughs> hero. <laughs> There you go. Uh, we derailed the podcast just for a second. Of course, we usually backload our nonsense uh, for the end of the pot. I did want to mention that at the top, and this is important, for real. Like I, This is a spot. This is a read, but I 100% believe in this. Uh, Yahoo Fantasy, Yahoo D- DFS this week, uh, they, they must have found themselves some money because they're dropping. There's a million-dollar tournament going down this week, boys. A million-dollar tournament guaranteed uh, where they're giving away at minimum, at minimum, minimum they're giving away $250,000 in overlay. So, uh, you know, if you're not playing a Yahoo DFS this week, you're doing yourself a giant disservice. Uh, we'll talk about, well, Grant, tell the people what overlay is because say, maybe we have some new people in the industry that like, what is this overlay you speak of? Because once upon a time, this was like a thing like three, four years ago or so. What is overlay, Grant? So it's, it's basically when the average payout is more than the average buy-in. So in this one, there's a total of, what, $750,000 in entry fees, but there's a million right. in prizes. So they are the – overlay is just when the company is losing money. And so Yahoo is guaranteed, at a bare minimum, to lose $250,000 on this contest. And not only that, only $10 max entry. So you don't have to worry about all them them – Big players like Bobby Fye and Dean Shavel. Yeah. Dean 78902, if you want to get all tech. Bully Bobby. 78904. It's not 78902. I don't care. Numbers are irrelevant, especially. I was taken. That guy's a jerk. Numbers are irrelevant. That's a great analysis so far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so you said 10, it's a 10 entry max, uh, $20 entry fee. So uh, if you're going to play 200 bucks in DFS anywhere uh, in the industry throughout the you know, uh, DraftKings fan, whatever, wherever you're playing, play $200 to delegate uh, on Yahoo this week. If you guys aren't signed up at Yahoo, hey, we got yourselves a, a promo code to get yourself a matching bonus here at Rotogrinders. Rotogrinders.com backslash Yahoo. Uh, use the promo code GRINDERS30. That's the number three zero, GRINDERS30. And you get a, you get a $30 matching bonus on your first deposit. So look, uh, deposit 200 bucks. Max end of this tournament for twenty dollars for twenty dollars per at ten entries. Again, and this is assuming it sells out, which who knows if it's going to sell out or not. Uh, they're paying out at minimum two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars. It, it says uh, on the site like management fee. You know they, they actually tell you on the site they tell you what the rake is, and I think it's minus thirty three point three percent 
So negative 33.3%, Bobby. Uh, I don't know how much uh, Yahoo you play, Bobby, but I, I recommend, like, for real. Like, there's no way I'm not entering this. It makes a ton of sense. Play on Yahoo this week. And uh, if, you guys, if you guys never signed up before, uh, rotogrinders.com backslash Yahoo, uh, and then get yourself uh, a $30 matching bonus from RG, promo code GRINDERS30. Bobby, did I sell you? Are you going to play this week? Yeah, the thing is, I've played a lot on Yahoo in the past. It's just been I've, I've been distracted with other sites, but this is a great example of it definitely is luring me back in. I mean, and, and it should be for everyone. I mean, like we get really, this is rare in our industry and we pay a ridiculous rake as it is for most tournaments. Um, here we're getting a chance, like anytime you have a chance in anything that you're going to be, you're going to have any overlay, you have to like take advantage of it. So definitely want to jump on that. Yeah, uh, absolutely play that. I'm going to play. It sounds like Grant's going to play as well too, because uh, free money. I, I like free money. Well, I mean, you have to like put up a respectable score, but uh, somebody's getting some free money. Also, 25% of entries paid out. So got a 25% chance of doubling. Not that much worse than a regular double up. So, all right, we stalled long enough, boys. This is a terrible slate. So uh, everybody's playing. There's no buys, but there's no college football. So there's games on Saturday. So here's the games. We're crossing out. Uh, there's no Chargers and no Kansas City. Why? Why? Just skip it. Well, because can, the people can you give us the body parts of all those games before you we do anything. So Austin Eckler is uh, questionable. He's highly questionable for Thursday night, but we're not going to delve into that. I'm just for the people out there that are listening to the podcast. Like, why are they talking about Austin Eckler? This is the reason why. Because, and you're going to hear all the teams you actually want to play players on are on this list because uh, the schedule this week is no fun. Uh, Chargers KC on Thursday. That that's not happening. That's not going down. Not in the main slate. Saturday, there's two games, uh, Houston and Texas, Battle of Texas. Uh, we're not going to be talking about those dudes. Cleveland, Denver, also on Saturday. Uh, Philly and the Rams, Sunday night. That could be a fun game. Side note, Yahoo, the slate, the Yahoo slate, you actually can play. The main slate has Philadelphia and the Rams. So you're actually going to have players you want to play. And then Monday night has New Orleans and Carolina. There you go, guys. We got it out of the way. Right. You said Houston and Texas, Battle of Texas. It's Houston and Jets, isn't it? <laughs> is it? Did, I, did I write that down wrong? Uh, I wrote all this down. I'm not reading. <laughs> well, those are the same team, so I don't understand who you thought they were playing. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> we, could, we could cut that out of the podcast, boys, or no? We're no just way. Power no, nope. Let's power through and get into the actual slate. Put that one on the blooper reel. Okay, so here you go, guys. All right, the 11-game main slate, at least on FanDuel, on, on, on DraftKings. Of course, we usually talk about DK pricing, but Feel free to throw in some of the Yahoo players if you guys want. Uh, again, the Yahoo slate does include Philadelphia and the Rams, but this is the main point I'm getting to you guys. 11-game slate. I'm just going to run off some games. Feel free to chime in whatever you like. Tell me the games you're interested in players, okay? Just That's it. Don't tell me the player's name. Just, just stop me when you're interested. Uh, Washington, they travel to Jacksonville this week, boys. Uh, Detroit, they play at Buffalo. I am interested. Allen. It's, it's Allen, isn't it? Oh, you mean the best running back in the league right now? <laughs> can we play two, weeks in a row. Can we play two defenses in this today on this slate? Uh, will they let it's us so play? bad, boys. This, this is a terrible slate. But uh, all right, since we're here, why not? Then tell me, Grant, like Allen is interesting, right? He's ran for what, 100 yards the three consecutive weeks. Okay, I'm sorry, two of the last three. He meatloafed it, but one week he ran for 99. You know, it's a big deal because that cost you that deal. Rushing bonus on DK. But, like, Allen's in play, right? Uh, it, is Allen not the best QB on the entire board? Um, you have a pretty much – everyone was just getting a 
big old something or other for Lamar Jackson when he first started playing and he got 100 yards rushing. Like, oh, it's easy. He's going to lock. We pretty much have a 12-point floor there with his rushing yards. We actually have that with Josh Allen now because he has one thing he does in this offense, or I guess two things. He runs out to the right or left, looks downfield. If he sees a guy, he passes it. If he doesn't, he runs it. He's going to get 100 yards rushing again against the Detroit defense that has played decently lately, but it's still not that great. Buffalo, you have three wide receivers on their team that are going to get pretty much all the targets, and they're all yeah, under 4,200. They might be terrible. Oh, yeah, how did Reuben Foster end up doing? No. Yeah, Zay Jones won, won all the money the week before, too, when you, when you talk me off him every other week. <laughs> <laughs> they're not predictable. How about that? Yeah, they're, they're that's, highly that's what, I mean, honestly, that's what you want in GBPs, so it's not the cool. worst. Yeah, cheap and unpredictable, that's, that, that describes me perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> you are highly predictable, Grant. I knew you were going to explain that. <laughs> uh, Foster just, I feel like he's like a writer. Isn't there like a famous writer named Foster? But it's a different guy. I'm pretty sure it's a different guy. Um, uh, I think you're thinking of the Australian beer. <laughs> Pretty sure that's a lie, by the way. It's just a marketing ploy. I don't believe Foster's is actually Australian for beer. Um, yeah, so sure. you could also play Allen naked, can't you, Grant? I mean, you can. You absolutely can. I mean, if you just like a free 30 points. But you got to assume one – like I suggest pairing him with one of his three uber-cheap wide receivers. I mean, we don't know which one it's going to be, but, I mean, the chances of – Zay Jones is probably locked in for – seven, eight, nine targets. I mean, whether he does anything with them, he's still going to get them. So you have a five-point floor there, which isn't great, but 4,200, you can deal with it there. You have Ruben Foster, who's locked in for a few targets. And then McKenzie in this offense now, locked in for a few targets and was a bit involved in the rush game. I believe he has two rushing touchdowns on the season here, two in the last three Back weeks at least. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you have guys that, like, <coughs> if you're searching for GPP, oh, no, two gold. Then yeah, two in the last three weeks they played. If you're searching for GPB cold, you're not going to get much better point per dollar from the at least probably one of the Buffalo wide receivers, and you're just not going to get better raw points for point per dollar or just as much of a floor as you're going to get with Josh Allen. I mean, it's not like Detroit's really going to be on the field that much. Um, they're not a great offense at the moment, so Buffalo's probably going to end up with the ball a decent amount here. And they're playing outside of a dome, so that doesn't help them at all. And probably cold weather. This could absolutely be a huge just. What was that Josh Allen game? That was my phone. I forgot. I have a brand new phone, and I thought I silenced it, and I, I did not silence it. I don't know how to silence my phone. I've yet to read the tutorial. Do you, you, you go, go scroll, push down from the top, and press the ringer thing and change it to vibrate. It's a droid. Everyone was the same. You just had a droid. Yeah, how do you know I would, uh, the Google Pixel 3 LG? Is that, I think that's what it's called, XL? That sound right? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Don't I don't this, is a, this is a football podcast. Oh, well, oh, you, you were inquisitive all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden you weren't inquisitive. Uh, but is, is, uh, is Alan kind of who like, people want a Tebow to be, except now he's got this massive arm? I mean, yeah, yeah pretty place, much. Of course, I mean, what happened when Tebow was in the offense? Every single week he was fantasy gold pretty much outside of that one three for eight showing. <laughs> How many times are you going to say fantasy gold on this podcast? I don't know. I, I, I think I just watched Goldmember, and I just watched a show where they put gold flakes on it. I am 
I, I am. I, my brain is going one direction. You're gold, baby. Gold member. I refuse to believe he just watched gold member. It's not 2003. All right. First of all, the Austin Power series is one of the greatest trilogies of all my time. My kids watch that. All, like my daughter watches it all the time. Her friends watch it all the time. Trilogy. <laughs> Nobody calls Austin Powers a trilogy. <laughs> a trilogy. I, love, I actually love the trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I'm going to refer to the trilogy, it's Austin Powers. <laughs> It'd be hilarious. Like the next time someone's watching that movie, you walk in the room. Oh, are you watching the Austin Powers trilogy? Just <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. So okay, we talked about what we. I don't. It's not a game by game podcast. I was trying to make the point. You guys stopped before us at Buffalo, Detroit. But let's just kind of work our way up here just to kind of throw some other games that are out there. Uh, Tennessee and the, and the Giants. We'll talk about Barkley in a second. Don't worry about it. Miami, Minnesota, Arizona, Atlanta, Green Bay, Chicago, Seattle, San Fran, Tampa, Baltimore, Oakland, Cincinnati, I guess Dallas and Indianapolis and like New England, Pittsburgh are the two most appealing games by default. Uh, we have no totals as of Monday night, Bobby, that are over 50, which is sort of weird to see. That may change. But, uh, you know, does one of those games going to jump out for you? I imagine it's probably one at the top, but uh, you might surprise me. It's definitely New England and Pittsburgh. Um, it's the, I, I, look, I've been saying that this, this Patriots offense is going to get it together, um, especially after they had the time off before, like, um, after that bad loss to Tennessee. I, I, I thought that this last week, that was one of the really good things I did was really play that, their passing game hard. Unfortunately, it was kind of hard for anyone but Gronk to go off because they all sort of – did enough. We were one nine-yard touchdown catch that would have been nice. Uh, would have been an extra ten fantasy points for Josh Gordon and made him uh, really would have changed my whole week around. Probably actually. Um, anyway, but uh, I, I think that this is a week where you can stack this game. Other than that, I think we're just talking about individual plays and like from an overview. Like it's almost like I feel like this is like a run it back slate. Like I tried a lot of lineups last week with like Samuels and Wilson in it. I understand they were popular, and I but I just was differentiating so many other places. I didn't w- worry about it. Um, they didn't really go through, and now that with their higher prices, I don't know if people are going to go there. And I think they're both like strongly in play. So right now, I'm in my shell lineups that I'm building. Like at the moment, that's what I'm finding myself doing is focusing on New England, Pittsburgh, and then uh, running back some of those guys. And also, I do think some of those those Bills cheap receivers are interesting. I think running it back with Zay Jones. He had some opportunities that he missed in uh, last game. He had another play called back. Like I think there's a spot like you can t- you can take uh, take some shots, but certainly no games like really overwhelmingly exciting but except for i do think this new england pittsburgh game does stand out as being significantly better than the rest yeah bobby it's a small you know there's a debate as far as um you know is gronk washed people are saying gronk was washed and all that he had a big game i'll say this it's a small sample size he had a big game a- he also he also is the reason they lost the game i don't know whose coaching decision that was that was one of the dumbest things i've ever seen in my life why is he on the field in that situation not, they thought Ryan Tannehill could throw a seventy-yard pass. <laughs> what was he doing? It was a, it was a sixty-nine-yard touchdown. Of course, that's I just remembered sixty-nine because Ron you need your ball. fast, agile guy at the back of that. Wait, line. is that why he missed the tackles for a sixty-nine-yard touchdown? Next level. <laughs> thing it was absolutely insane that, that whole situation. He's watched as a corner. Yeah, but the, I mean, if they were at the fifty, I get it. Like they're going to chuck it, and the ball is going to be in the end zone somewhere. But the Tannehill's not going to throw the ball seventy yards down the field. So. I did not understand why Gronk was in the field, but uh, whatever. I, and I didn't catch was what Belichick's after the game. I imagine, you know, it was, he was a bit of a curmudgeon, I assume. He's washed as a quarterback. How about that? We can say that. But Gronk looked legit as a tight end last week. Uh, they did hike his price up a tick more this week. Last week he was super, super cheap on DK. 
Um, is he somebody you're considering growing there, uh, Grant? Oh, you mean up against the team that I believe has allowed the most targets and uh, receptions to tight ends? Gronk, who has had seven targets in three of the last four games. Gronk, who's still a really, really big dude who can catch things and pull people over. Yeah, he's a great play this week. I mean, the problem is that the you have Ebron for $100 more expensive and you have Kittle at 6300 There's the reasons why I wouldn't end up playing a whole lot of Gronk. Over on uh, Yahoo, though, he is only $18, which is super cheap. He's $4 cheaper or $2 cheaper than uh, Jared Cook, which is – or $4 cheaper, which is pretty darn good. So, Yahoo plug right there. There we go. Uh, but, yeah, Gronk's absolutely in play. I mean, Pittsburgh has been beat up over the middle all season long. They're fairly good on the outside. So, this is a, this is a game where I expect Edelman and Gronk to just go ham here. Like, Pittsburgh is just not great at that spot in the field. So, this is going to be a high-scoring game. Like, this is over in Pittsburgh, so you know that Ben's going to be on his A game. Like, he could easily put up 400 yards here. If he does, then over on the other side of the field, like Gronk and Edelman are going to end up with a whole bunch of targets in this game because Brady is going to be passing the ball a lot. I mean, we look at this New England offense, and we look at Brady. It's not like he's been that bad this year. He just doesn't throw a lot in a ton of these matchups. I mean, and a lot of the stuff he is throwing is a little bit shorter. Um, 32 passes two weeks ago, 31 the week before. Like, they're a run-heavy team, and they are an up-paced team, but – yeah, yeah. So I absolutely love Gronk and Edelman. Those are the guys I'd go with, although Josh Gordon, I, I don't think there's a single week I ever want to go through where I don't have to play him at least once. This is a rematch of um, – didn't was this like a, an AFC – not an AFC championship, like a wild card game or something? Did this guy's playing the, the playoffs and Ben like Last you were there? Year, uh, New England beat okay. Bill Jacksonville beat Pittsburgh, so no, it wasn't. But they've played each other a million times. Was that two years ago? I'm getting a flashback. Every, it's basically every other year that it happens. So <laughs> we, we yeah, there's a lot of times in the playoffs. I think the Bengals and the Bengals and every other year the Bengals run into the Steelers, and every other year the Steelers run into the the Patriots. I love Juju, by the way, Juju Smith. Uh, he's just a little bit cheaper than Brown, but I prefer him. Uh, and it's not chasing it. I don't think. I just feel like Juju's kind of surpassing Brown. And I've been saying uh, that this year, but I don't know if he's surpassing. I still think it's a scary. It's a scary one, man. They're both. In, they're both gonna. I think both in great spots to smash. Oh yeah, sure. Gra- grab shares of both, but if you're only gonna give me allow me one, I think I'm taking Juju Smith, uh, Schuster, and uh, yeah, and that's the reason why I lost last week's uh, tweets or consequences. We'll talk about that in a pod. Good job, Dean. Good call. I couldn't. I was. I was debating between the two, and I went with Antonio Brown which is kind of sort of chalky, and I, and I paid for it, I suppose, right? Uh, ben, by the way, left last game. No, he didn't leave last game, but he, was, he had a rib. He was talking about an injury, but worse, that's, what just, that's what Ben does in those games, right? He just all of a sudden is wrapped up in, play, in the, you know, the upcoming practice, but he's always going to play, right? right? We're assuming that Roethlisberger is good to go this week. He's going to play at least. Yeah, yeah, he should be fine to go. Uh, Samuels, the price was uh, bumped up a little bit. I just don't think it was bumped up enough. Uh, he's five two on DK. I think he's sixteen dollars on Yahoo. Yet their floor is ten. Uh, if you look at Samuels, he was a uh, he played what eighty percent of the snaps. He ran a route or ran the ball. Uh, I think it was on forty five uh, of forty eight snaps that so he was heavily involved. Uh, big pass catcher in the in the kind of Howard's time, and of course he caught a ton of passes this week as well too. Uh, he's just you know they adjusted the price, Bobby, but not enough. Correct. Correct. Um, I, I think Samuels is an excellent player this week. And that was a weird game because you have to factor in they played a huge portion of the parts that mattered without 
Roethlisberger, which changes their whole offense. Like this is a, an offense that's really heavy, heavily features the running back. And we've seen that for however many years where guys like, you know, who was it at William D'Angelo Williams, you know, looked like God, you know, half of the season while, while Le'Veon was hurt that, you know, a couple years back. This is a great spot. He's still too cheap. I love him in this matchup. I really think this game is where you want to target. And the one thing I say is the Patriots defense is so slow all over the field that anybody with speed or, or burst it like any burst. That's why I like Juju. Like Juju, but I, I don't think of Juju. I think of him more of as like a, a big physical. You're going to find him in the end zone receiver too. He's a good athlete. Don't get me wrong, but Antonio Brown is one of the fastest people around still. So I, I just think that he, they both should smash in this kind of matchup. I just really like this game. And I'm guessing this is where the chalk's going to go because it is hard to pick other spots. Yeah, yeah. By default, this is the game we're going to – or eyes are going to go to for sure. And it's not a bad game, but it's a total under 50. But, you know, Pittsburgh's pretty concise. You kind of sort of know where those touchdowns are going to come from. New England, uh, I know there's some names thrown out there, Grant, but a little bit trickier. I don't like their backfield. Now with three running backs basically in the mix. Four, four you've got Devlin. <laughs> power power ranked the New England running backs. <laughs> I'm assuming Devlin's fourth. I'm guessing so. But, uh, yeah, he's he definitely uh, – People don't like him in fantasy. I like him when I don't play the Patriots, so I love seeing Devlin score and I have no part of them. It's like, yeah, Devlin! But, uh, yeah, we don't want any part of that backfield, do we? I don't think so. No, no, you don't go. I mean, I feel like James White, if you're – like, you can kind of play it a few different ways where they're coming from behind. That's one. Uh, later on in the game, and he ends up in the game more, gets a decent amount of targets. I mean, it's still he, – he's, he's the main receiving back there, and he's a guy that is, could potentially get you there with – a decent receiving game, one or two touchdowns, and a whole boatload of receiving yards and receptions. But outside of him and just certain scenarios where you don't have too much on the other side and you're going to all-out stack with Pittsburgh, in which case they, they slaughter uh, New England for the majority of the game, then that, that's the only way you roll with a New England running back. Bobby, is the second most appealing game the Dallas Cowboys at Indianapolis? I don't like playing that one as much. Um I'm definitely gonna have pieces of it. Like I'm, I'm gonna play Ty. I'm gonna play Cooper. Um, some. Uh, I think I'll play Ebron. Like I, I don't know. I'm. I don't feel like in love with that one the same way. I actually like some other really ugly actual games as great shootouts, and I think that that's what I'm looking at as pivots. Um, I like the. <laughs> It sounds so gross to say this out loud. I like the Oakland Cincinnati game. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That's my favorite one on the slate, guys. I really think that's it's like the third third uh, highest total by that game. The third third, you know, depending on where you look. That that in Tampa Bay, Baltimore. That's how yeah. bad the slate is. But okay, what do we do with Oakland Cincinnati? Is, is so, Mixon the guy? I think Mixon is 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 the obvious one. But I think all the receivers are just incredible values. <laughs> like I think that they, the the they're. I love Jordy. I love uh, Tyler Boyd. I love John Ross. Actually, I like John Ross. I don't love him. I, I think Roberts is fine. I think Jared Cook is actually the better play than Gronk, but I'll use Gronk in my stacks. And I, I think Jared Cook might be the best tight end on the board. Um, Cincinnati has been just so god-awful, except for the fact that Greg kills the greatest average, uh, just that Seattle is pretty good uh, defensively against the over, over the middle. So I, I love Jared Cook. Uh, I think this game is – it's just a, you, you can go so many ways with it and you can still afford to pay up for all these spots because even though I don't love other games, like I think one of the Minnesota receivers goes completely off. Um, maybe maybe even both. Who knows? Um, but I, I love that their spot against uh, Miami. I don't really want to run it back against that uh, with pretty good defense. 
but I do think that uh, as far as games go, this is the other game that stood out to me. Yeah, Jared Cook, I think, was losing snaps, and I'm pulling it up now as far as uh, the old PFF. Uh, 67 snaps. Cook was in the field for 57. I mean, it looks like he ran a, uh, a pass route uh, 39 times and ran blocked 18 times. So he was running some routes. And he got, what, I think nine targets on average the last two weeks. And there's people out there that are saying, well, he's getting less and less snaps because Oakland's trying to lose. And Grant Gruden looked pretty excited about Oakland winning last week. I don't – as GM or whatever he is, he would probably want to lose. But good for him, I guess. Yeah, I think they want to get people excited uh, on their way into Vegas. And if they just got the number one overall pick, then I don't know if people would be too terribly happy about that. And they, I think someone came out, uh, I want to say it was maybe Carr, came out and said, we're going to try and upset some people in these next few weeks and ruin some playoff hopes. And, like, they've already done it once there with Pittsburgh this week. Um, but, yeah, yeah, uh, Oakland, like, th- this is two of the worst defenses in the league. Plain and simple, these yeah. are two of the worst defense in the league. Carr has a propensity every once in a while to put up a whole lot of – just a whole lot of yards and just garbage situations. And this is a pretty garbage situation here. I mean, he had 322 last week. We've seen him put up a 400-yard game this season. Uh, that was with Cooper. We've seen him put up a few 300-yard games this season. Like, this is a spot where potentially you're getting him at 5,400. You can pair him with Jordy or pair him with Cook or pair him with – anyone for almost no money here we want money to spend up for a few guys like this is this and buffalo are the ways to do it like anyone from this game even over on the other side there i mean driscoll may not be a great quarterback but he's going up against oakland i mean again they hasn't had a single good game although in the second half of that cleveland game he still put up decent amount of points there um but he's going up against an oakland defense that's terrible he just faced denver he just faced the chargers like those are two of the toughest defenses to play as an opposing quarterback here and so now he actually gets one incredible matchup here. Boyd is only 5,700. And this was a guy that, what, four or five weeks ago we were talking about as, like, maybe better than A.J. Green. I guess that was, like, eight weeks ago. But he was just absolutely on a tear. We could potentially see him with a huge game here. We know Oakland is not very good against the tight end. And Uzoma, outside of last week versus the Chargers, who are actually pretty good against the tight end, is seeing a decent amount of targets from Driscoll. So he's only 3,600 if you don't want to pay up for a tight end. But if you do want to pay up for a tight end, there's obviously a bunch of good options. And in this game, you can go with Cook. So I, I absolutely love this game all over the place. But Mixon is, in all likelihood, the guy that's just going to go absolutely crazy here. Um, they could rely on him heavily. He obviously got 26 rushes last week. He got six targets. He could be in for a massive workload. And I'm not, I haven't looked at the snap counts between him and Bernard here. But uh, I'm assuming that they kind of just went straight into full mixing mode. It's mixing mode, man. Yeah, and, and this is a game where they're not going to be coming from behind. That's too. Oh, um, <clears throat> and so, like, they, they, they're, they're going to hammer the ball probably throughout the entire game here. So this could be a huge mixing game for only, what, 6,100 over on DK? Yeah. So I pulled it up. Uh, 67 snaps last week for the Cincinnati Bengals, 47, 47 times Mixon was on the field. So that's a good portion. Bernard was on there for 25 times. And that sort of speaks to the game flow as well. And, you know, if the Bengals are favored to win a football game because somebody has to be favored to win this football game, and they're currently favored by three. And that's Vegas is throwing their hands up saying, like, these teams are basically the same. They're both equally terrible. Uh, yeah, I think Joe Mixon's a really, really – I mean, I think he's a cash game play. I haven't built the lineup just yet, but in my head, Bobby – 
you know, even the cash game uh, brain for me is Joe Mixon. Oh, there you go. I feel like a cash game that's like the easiest play in the world. I don't think that's even like anything bold that you're saying. Obviously, it's Joe not Mixon. as easy as Josh Allen. Well, <laughs> Great, that's ridiculous. I'm, I'm not to, it's just weird that mixing a guy. You get one quarterback, you get three running backs in your playing if you're playing cash. And well, no, you, if you get Josh Allen, you get four running backs. Okay, so here's I just had a quick glance. I know it's early <laughs> no quarterbacks the, before any injuries. I'm going to bet that he's one of the highest owned cash game running backs. Just looking at the slate quickly. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty reasonable. Assessment. I would bet he's the highest owned. I would bet there's no one higher than him unless somebody gets injured. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, why things could happen? Well, we're talking about it. Let's talk. Name name. Give me somebody else. Well, Samuels, right? Why wouldn't Samuels be up there? I love Samuels because I don't think that he's going to after the, the price increase. I just, I just don't think he's. It wasn't increased he's, enough. He's nine hundred less than Mixon, and with Mixon, you have like a sure fifteen to thirty, somewhere between fifteen to thirty-five or or so, like maybe higher. Like I don't understand. No, there's no way it's going to be. I don't know the bill just yet, but if you had to pick just one of the uh, the big names up top. Uh, you got Barkley and you got Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott, Indianapolis, Barkley at home versus Tennessee. Which of those two do you prefer, Bobby? It's Barkley all the time for me, and it's not going to change even though the matchup's worse. Um, I think that Barkley is – I mean, Barkley would have had like 50 or 60 on Sunday if they didn't warm up by so much and they didn't pull him from the game like early in the third. Um, if if Beckham's out, if Barkley just run, you you have to think about changing your all your lineups and getting Barkley in. Like he's going to get so much work in this offense, and we didn't really get to see it fully on display because it was they were up forty to nothing, you know, early in the third. Um, but we got to see a little bit of it, and this guy's going to make one play that, that you know every time. I, the only thing is though, on this week, I think for running backs, what you do is you pay down for Mixon, Samuels, and then. I didn't. My favorite GPP play um, on the slate is David Johnson for running backs. Um, I he might be a cash game play too, like depending on how the be. So, No, I know, and, that, and that's what I'm wondering. But like, I think if the game was at home, maybe he would be. I'm not sure that people are going to go there. Like, he's kind of, in terms of a cash game brain, like let people down three weeks in a row now. But the actual workload is there. I know he's getting, you know, he had eight catches for 12 yards. <laughs> And he's facing Atlanta, who loves to give up passes to running backs. Yeah, so he might – even if he ends up with only 10 catches for – if he only has 20 yards receiving, he probably got you 12 catches there. <laughs> like, um, but actually, against Atlanta, more likely what I was going to say is that one of those breaks um, and something happens and he, he breaks free for a big play, not to mention that he can get him on the ground. And Atlanta looks broken to me right now, um, just, just to be honest with you. So I, I think there's an opportunity for Arizona in this game and makes David Johnson much more interesting because – Early in the year, we would have just thought, oh, they're getting thrashed. Let's forget about it. But I think they've got a shot here, and I love David Johnson's price. Um, early in the week, he's one of my favorite GPP plays. I also love can Jeff. I be, can, can I be a curmudgeon for a second? You, yeah, you guys mind? <laughs> <laughs> the, the Saquon Barkley touchdown, everybody was, like, saying, I will make, well, oh, the Saquon Barkley, the greatest player of all time, uh, that 75-yard touchdown. Like, name me a running back that would not have scored on that play. Like, he's a super – Jerome Bettis. What does it have to do with it? every week? <laughs> the point is, like, he's an exceptional talent. He's a great athlete, but he didn't do anything on that 75 yard touchdown. He didn't do anything. There was a whole, he was never touched. He was never close to being touched. Uh, the line opened up this ridiculous, uh, this ridiculous hole. Somebody he broke the record for tackles evaded by like week nine or something this year. <laughs> no, he's no. You're gonna understand what I'm saying. My point is, I'm just this is me being a curmudgeon. That's all. He's an exceptional talent. But don't point to that play to prove to me he's an exceptional talent. All right, how about we point to the fact that he had, what, 150 of those yards in the first half and they were way ahead so they didn't have to use them that much? 
Well, 75 was on a nonsense play that any running back would have scored on. It's the point I'm making. That's well, the point I'm making is that point. he's had 50-yard touchdowns multiple times this season, and he can do it at any given time. Not only that, he's using goes <laughs> up incredibly without OBJ in the lineup. I do agree with Bobby that Barkley is a better play if OBJ isn't playing, but OBJ, I think, is going to play this week. So I'm actually on the Zeke train considering what he's done with Cooper in the offense. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Think you know Amazon? Think again. Did you know you can get a seasonal warehouse job offered today? You don't even need to interview. That means you can make extra cash before the holidays. You can even pick your own payday. And seasonal jobs can lead to full-time, regular employment. You'll be amazed by what you can get as an Amazon warehouse associate. To learn more about all the benefits of working a seasonal job at Amazon, go to amazon.com hourly. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Yeah, uh, I mean, I just I like players in the carpet for what it's worth. You know, talk about the you know the Cowboys in Indianapolis. I think it's, it's just kind of appealing. But and the prices are basically the same. They're more or less the same. And we talk about David Johnson as well, Grant. And feel free to give your thoughts as far as Johnson. He's in a dome as well too, which I think it's just a nice little perk to have in December, this late in the season with winter weather being you know murky, depending on. Uh, give me your take here as the guys as far as the guys, or if you want to complete your thought as far as the guys up top, uh, and then uh, let's talk about some David Johnson. Uh, it's Fournette uh, is actually a better play than David Johnson, in my opinion here. Um, like the things, ju- things just did not go right in Tennessee, but this week yeah. they're going up against Washington. I mean, does anyone really expect Washington with, we should also probably talk about their quarterback situation at some point, but they're oh. seven point favorites over Washington right now. It's not a high total, but Fournette's going to get the ball 30 times in this game. In all likelihood, yes, they want to see a little bit what Kessler can do, but they really don't expect him to be the QB of the future. They're going to run the ball with Fournette over and over and over again. That's just what they do. That's just what Jacksonville does. And he could, he should end up with like he's probably one of the safest guys to get 90 yards and a touchdown. Um, so I, I, I really like Fournette here at 7,500. I do like David Johnson. As I said, I uh, OBJ is playing. I prefer Zeke. He's averaging almost 30 points. Uh, since Cooper's been the offense here, we know that he's going to get 25 carries. He's heavily involved in the passing game. Like, you're not getting much bigger usage from anyone over the last few years outside of, like, David Johnson two years ago and Le'Veon Bell. Um, so Zeke is absolutely the guy that's just going to be hammering the ball constantly. I prefer his workload over to Barkley's. Um, but, yeah, those are, those are the guys that I'm going with at the top. I mean, Aaron Jones, we just saw what – Chicago did to Gurley. I could see Aaron Jones doing something, but I don't know if I want to go there. Yeah. Hook, Cohen, White, Carson, like just read the guys on this list. They really screwed us by putting the Saturday games with the teams they did and the Thursday game and the Monday and the Sunday night game. Yeah, the schedule makers did an awful job this week. Brutal job. Yeah, they really hate us. Before, since we mentioned like a bunch of other running backs, can we just not, can we throw in like the Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry are got to be in play? And Derrick Henry has to be in play. And if you feel like it's chasing, that's fine. But the fact that the guy scored 50 fantasy points last week, <laughs> we should probably, like, mention the guy at 5K. Like, the Tech Mobile touchdown. Of all people to score the Tech Mobile touchdown, I would never think it's Derrick Henry. But good for him. Uh, you know, that, 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 that's a play that we ran in highlights for 
you know, you know, under the YouTube for hundreds of years, probably. Assuming YouTube's YouTube around. Won't be around. Yeah, it's not going to be around. Yeah, well, it's it, that that play. There's people who <laughs> already say it's top five play of all time. <laughs> I, mean, well, I, thought saying, I thought you were saying YouTube's been around in a couple hundred years. That's like that's a strong take. <laughs> yeah, Which it might be. I don't know. I mean, who's gonna be watching videos? We're all gonna be watching memories back then. <laughs> they're gonna be taking a moment and dissecting brains, and they're gonna see memories. Jones didn't start that game, oddly enough, for whatever reason. I don't really know why, but he did end up playing like two thirds of the snaps. But I'm not really sure what the story is. Uh, but uh, yeah, Green Bay considers the still still is a, an enigma as far as the coaching perspective. Uh, and you mentioned Fournette, and you're right, the extra rest too, and he got game scripted out of that game on Thursday night. Thursday night games tend to be wonky sometimes, uh, where especially the road team. Um, and, and, you know, we saw Washington against <laughs> Saquon Barkley, and they gave up that ridiculous 75-yard touchdown amongst other plays as well. And he's overpriced. Like, Fournette just shouldn't be this expensive. So if you want to play the old who, nobody's going to play him route. Yeah, for sure. Wait, Fournette I'll give you one more guy. this expensive, like, all last year, wasn't he? He was – this is the beginning of the year. Yeah, and he was actually producing. Like, I actually don't agree that this is an overpriced. I like his price fine. And the only thing I'm arguing is that there's better plays with better upside. Now that I look at it with David Johnson, I may not even agree with that because some of these cheaper guys just are, are – are, there's real, like, upside. Um, oh, wait, well, David Johnson and Mixon are better plays probably straight up, and they're, they're, they're distinctly less cheaper. I agree, I agree that they are, but I also think that, like, Fournette – like, you know, Grant was pointing – like, he is – He's a legit top running back. He just hasn't been – things didn't work out right. We've seen how that happens in game scripts, and especially when you have a pass-catching back. But playing at home, although it's odd, he's mostly better on the road, which is where they tend to grind him out even more. Um, I just think that there's a, there's, there is a chance for him to go off here. But I don't think he's one of the best plays, but I do think he's an interesting play depending on what ownership is. I don't think it's too expensive. Though. You want a really gross play before you move on and talk about some receivers? Je- Jeff Wilson. That's not gross. That's beautiful. It's a great point. Yeah, talk about Jeff Wilson. I was skipping him in my head for some reason. But go, he's worth talking about, obviously. This go ahead, Grant. This guy has been getting an incredible amount of work. Like, I mean, obviously he had the eight catches against this Seattle team two weeks ago. <laughs> um, and that was even before he had, like, fully solidified himself because that game, I believe, Breda started, and that was when Breda got injured. He had 23 ca- carries against a really, really good Denver uh, run defense and had not, just led 90 yards rushing. Only had two targets, one reception for six yards. It was a little bit game flow. You know, basically they, they, they scored on a couple of big giant Kittle plays. Um, and then they were grinding the ball with Wilson a lot of the game. But I think that that's a really tough defense. The Seattle defense is obviously he's already, you know, he put 20 on him last time. He's 4,600. He's got the full workload to himself. He should be heavily involved in both the passing and running game. And at this price, he's probably going to get overlooked, I think, a little bit. Um, I just think it's a it's a great price for a guy who's I think going to put up somewhere between twenty and thirty. It's just funny how people perceive him, and like if you had just gotten the end zone last week, he'd be you know probably I don't know twice the ownership coming into this week. But like you said, twenty three carries, ninety yards on the ground. Uh, he has shown the ability to catch the ball, and like there just does not seem to be anybody else in that backfield. He's going to garner most of the usage. Uh, Grant, if you have anything to add on uh, Wilson, feel free to do so. I mean, he could get it done the receiving game. They could be coming from behind, number three. Um, and he's 46. That wasn't that gone. <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, he, he, he's getting the workload. He's cheap. And he's going to get be involved in the pass game more than he was this last week going up against Denver where they had to, they just decided to rely heavily on Kittle because Denver's not great for his defense. And Kittle crushed. Um, so this week I'm expecting Jeff Wilson Jr. to 
be heavily in play again too. Just people aren't going to want to pay forty six hundred, ooh, six eight hundred more for him, um, even though he's absolutely worth it. We have a true workhorse back here for very cheap. What do we want in fantasy? We want backs that are getting all the carries, all the touches, everything, and he is getting that. How about uh, a back that may get a lot of carries since that a necessity? Uh, he was terrible last week because he was game scripted out, and it certainly might happen again. But uh, if the game script goes his way, if his team, uh, if it, they have their druthers, like he's going to carry the ball 30 times at 4.1K. Do you guys know who I'm talking about? I mean, if I looked at 4.1K, <laughs> I'd probably get it. I don't want to play. This is the cheapest he's been the entire season. And, again, he's really, really game scripted. It's probably worth, like, definitely taking shots on. But – I think you're talking about like a Wilson has more upside, like, and a higher floor, and this team is a mess. But I mean, I, Dean, if we're talking about AP's game versus Philly, if he didn't have that 90-yard touchdown run that anyone in the NFL, <laughs> you don't have eight yards rushing. <laughs> I don't know. Saquon probably will only get like 75 or so on that carry. But my point is, like, they have Johnson or Sanchez. I don't know who they're going to come up with quarterback this week. If Washington, they're playing out the string, however you want to say it. They don't want to be there, but they're professionals. And they would love to just hand the ball off to Peterson, AD, by the way, all day, Adrian Peterson, you know, like 29 times. And he's the lowest he's been the entire season, partly due to the matchup, partly due to, like, recency bias. And I'm just saying, and I don't want to say dean it at 10%, but get yourself a little pinch. Get yourself a little pinch of Adrian Peterson. I don't hate it. Or Chris Thompson, who's going to be involved if they are – Playing from down points. Nailed it. <laughs> Losing. I've got, I've, got a, I've got a real sweat going on here. Oh, boy. Oh, Bobby's a sweat. Yeah, 20 minutes it took to, to, for Bobby to talk about basketball. <laughs> Cash your tickets if you had at the, uh, I don't know, 38 minute mo- moment in the podcast. I don't know the exact time, but uh, there it is. I, and Bobby's got LeBron, the GOAT. So good. You're, of course, you're going to win, Bobby. We're all right ready. now, he's the one who's killing me. <laughs> and LeBron and Davis and I oh man everybody else is crushing I need to get Van back on the court too okay all right <laughs> we have distracted Bobby the people enjoyed this in the, in the comment section last time Bobby was distracted and watching basketball but we kind of sort of jumped uh, jumped over quarterbacks because there's not a lot of what we talked about Ben um, we didn't really touch on much else I don't know <laughs> we talked about Derek Carr we talked about Driscoll vaguely we talked about Allen Allen, what a gross set of quarterbacks you talked about. Who, who did we miss? Russell, Who's Russell, talking Russell, about? Russell, Wilson's, Russell Wilson at the top is fine. No. Um, why? <laughs> because he doesn't throw the ball that much. They're just going to run it over and over again. Yeah, like, but he keeps saying that. He keeps putting up huge games. Like Not, not this last week against the – I'm told he was terrible on Monday Night Football. Minnesota is a pretty tough defense, and they also that was a, that was a weird game, by the way, um, the parts that I saw. But anyway – I, I like the Roethlisberger-Brady part of this game. Uh, that, that just I think that that's where I'm mostly focused on this early in the week because nobody really does, like, as a one-off play, like, entirely stand out. If Jackson does start again, I think that he's really interesting, and I don't think you need to pair him with anybody. Brent, is there any more quarterbacks that are worth talking about here? I mean, luck, the pretty much just a guarantee sure. for three touchdowns prior to the last two weeks. Uh, I think that he's in play even against this tough Dallas defense. Luck's still going to be throwing the ball all game long, and he pairs perfectly with Hilton and Ebron. I mean, if he's going to throw the ball 40 times, you can guarantee that they're getting a lot of targets in any one of those matchups. Um, 
we talked about Brady vaguely. I think he's in play. Don't forget that Trubitsky is still a guy that can put up 30 points any given time for no apparent reason. And going against Green Bay, this could be the scenario. I know he didn't do that great this last week, but that was game script dependent and this Rams defense is a lot. I don't think it was game script. It was not game script dependent. Nobody scored in that game. Yeah, man, uh, that was the script. No one's going to score. That's just how it <laughs> the script is both quarterbacks throw four interceptions. <laughs> you go with that there, Trubisky? Uh, uh, I'm willing to forgive Goff. I'm willing to forgive Goff. He's a California kid. He does, he's got small hands. He doesn't know how to play in the cold. He's going to be playing. Again, this is a guy Small who, hands keeps you from playing in the cold? What are you talking about? Gripping the ball. What are you, come on, what are you talking about? I don't care. Small it's hands. harder to grip the ball, Nicole. Yeah, it is, Bob, but it, it, it doesn't really change with the size of your hands. I don't think. Yeah. Wait, what? The ball deflates <laughs> in the cold. Do you not remember Deflate Gate? The ball gets smaller in the cold. Fits his hands better. No, no, it depends. I mean, anyway, that's not the case. But anyway, also, uh, Bobby's a Cali- Bobby, Bobby, you're in California. Bobby, do you, you're from California. You don't want to throw the ball in like 20 degree weather in Minnesota. You don't want to in 20 degree weather. Exactly. That's the whole point of making. God was he didn't want he wanted to leave the whole time. Oh, there you go. Okay. I'm, I'm willing to forgive him. That's all I'm saying. I think he rebounds. Yeah, I, I agree. You think that Goff does? Yeah. He's not on the slate. He's on the Yahoo. He's on the Yahoo slate. Oh, then yeah, absolutely. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. Uh, and D- should we talk about Dak? He had a monster DFS game, and of course, you, you compare him with Cooper, who. I mean, are you guys buying the Cooper? Is this, is this legit? I mean, obviously, you can't be this good every single week, but and he got a price hike, but is there still some value in that play, Grant? I mean, no one wants to play him at $7,500. Um, we've, we've seen this so many times before. It's not as much as you think, I don't or uh, Who knows? Who knows at this point? Um, but, like, you know where a lot of Dak's productivity is coming from. It's coming from Cooper. Cooper's going to get a ton of targets. Cooper is probably going to, if he catches them, do well. They're playing in a dome in Indy. So I'm fine with the Dak and Cooper pairing, just strictly from a corollary standpoint. I don't think they're good raw point-per-dollar plays. Dak probably better than Cooper, um, but they do correlate perfectly. Yeah, I would love to hear the <laughs> argument against Cooper being a good play because – and first of all, I think he is going to be chalk, like, and he better be. He just had the two, the two best receiving games of the year by anyone – in the last three weeks. He's had eight targets in every game he's played with Dallas. He's going to probably have double-digit targets in this one. It's – I honestly, like I'm, – I'm, I don't know how much of him I'm going to have because I love so many other receivers, but it's really hard for me to, to just to not think of this as a good play. And part of the reason I want him to fade it is because I think it is going to be the chalk. I mean, you can say the same thing about T.Y. Hilton. He didn't have the games like Amari Cooper did. I mean, 39 and 31, what did Cooper have? 51 and 41. I mean, that's just math. That's just numbers. That's, that's, that's clearly irrelevant. Well, I mean, Play yourself some Zeke, some Cooper, some uh, Ebron at tight end. Uh, get yourself one of the quarterbacks in that game. And you get all – oh, and T.Y. Hilton. You get, that's it. There's your five-player stack in that game. I think, it, I think uh, I'm on a five-player stack from a game, but that could be a lot of fun. Uh, that's something I might do uh, on this slate. We shall see. But can, can I give a non-DFS take on Cooper? Do we have time for that? Uh, no? I guess. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> all, all the people that are, like, like pointing to that trade and saying, you guys are all wrong. I stand by it was a terrible trade for Dallas, and I'll tell you why. Uh, 
you traded around the first round pick for a, the services of Amari Cooper for a year and a half. Uh, unless you think you were one Amari Cooper away from winning the Super Bowl, you should not do that. Dean, you're, you're, you're already just way out of line. First of all, I hate to admit this. If you, if you don't think Dallas thinks they can win the Super Bowl, and they should believe that. They just beat well, New Orleans. They should think that, but they can't. But That's not something really, really wonky. I don't see it happening, but I think it's, it's kind of crazy to say that they can't with what we just have seen recently. I just okay. think you've got to at least consider it. And well, it's the, possible, but, you know, the Dolphins can win the theoretically. They were going to be at the bottom of the league, and instead they're going to be in the playoffs. And, they're, and, they're, and because of it, their play, their, the, pick of, the draft pick is not going to be like a top five pick like we were initially worried about. It's going to end up being somewhere in the 20s. It's absolutely different. It's, it was a great trade, and there's no defending it. No. There's really no defending no, I, it right now to me. Well, I didn't finish, but there's there a two-pronged point. The first part of the point is they're not Amari Cooper away from winning a Super Bowl. The second part of the point is that this is the worst part. Like, they could have signed him for free and cost him nothing except for just signing him in 2020. But here's the problem. Getting him out of Oakland and having him excel in, in Dallas, now they're going to have to spend more than, with him playing well and his padding stats than they would have spent if he went in Oakland and they stole their first-round pick. Oh, boy. That's just brutal. Terrible job. <laughs> I guess I didn't say you, Bobby. Grant, you, do you care about this or shall I move on? I think I was originally on your side, and now after hearing you talk, I'm now on Bobby's side. <laughs> I gave a hell of a pitch. Did you not hear both prongs? I think you wanted two and no off. At, at two down you you just prong. mentioned that they have him for another year at incredibly cheap. So what, 50% of the total amount He's of like time? $13 million. He's not incredibly cheap. He's 13 mil. It's 13 mil. He's still not under his rookie contract? I think he's – I'm pretty sure he's 13 mil. And the point is, if he, was, if he had his Oakland stats, he'd be much more – he'd be much cheaper in a free, as a free agent. Now the stats in Dallas, they're going to pay, I don't know, twice as much. They're paying hurricane prices for them. I mean, the real problem is now they actually have to give Jason Garrett a contract, which is not good. That is <laughs> That's a, we can all agree on that, uh, the clapper. Um, all right. Uh, uh, wide receivers, boys? Uh, we're actually running long here. In the I think it's because of my little segue. This is definitely on me. So we sort of talked about it, so we can probably keep it a little bit shorter because we sort of talked about a lot of it. Yeah. Well, wide receivers, Bobby. Just hit up whatever uh, jumps out for you. Uh, Antonio Brown and, and Schuster in that game, along with Gordon on the other side and Edelman. Um, I also really like the uh, – I like Thielen and Diggs. Uh, I think I'd probably pick just one of them. I'm not going to stack that game, but I do like – I think one of them breaks through for a big game and potentially both. Um, I also think that, uh, that Cooper we just talked about for a lot of reasons makes a lot of sense. I like the, the Buffalo potential value. I think for me, I'm just going to take shots as Day Jones, though. I don't think I'm going to go get creative with it and trust on all the Foster stuff. I, I, maybe I'll throw him into a couple. I don't know where I'm going to stand, but I, I also prefer the Jordy Nelson angle. I, I think it's a better play. And a guy no one's talking about who's really cheap, and I'm sure this will change throughout the week, but Michael Gallup, um, I think that that's a really interesting play. And, like, no one wants to play him. Dean, you mentioned you like that game. Other than Cooper, I think you can play Gallup here. Like, he's been missed on probably like four would-be touchdowns wide open by Dak. Now, I'm not saying Dak's all of a sudden going to be perfect. And, you know, that's one great thing about a big target like Amari. Amari can go up and grab everything. But Gallup has, has literally been on the verge of like having monster performances. And I just could see him in this game. You know, they're pretty good against the number one receiver over there in Indianapolis. And somehow he gets worked into it more. And he's been getting the targets. And I just think the production is going to follow soon. He's, he's really talented, this kid. Add on there, Grant, or uh, feel free to elaborate any of the players he's thrown out there and some dudes he's not mentioned. I mean, everyone can talk about the top price guys. 
Although one for the rest of the week, I'm not even going to go there because it's basically the same thing. Yeah, these guys are in play. I slightly prefer this guy. Um, Bruce Ellington, if he plays, didn't get a whole lot of work in this last game, but he can get a whole lot more work um, with Galladay going up against what is white. Um, so, like, he could easily shut him down. Or Detroit's going to have to throw somewhere. Ellington could be involved for a heavy game. I already talked about Jordy being a potential great play. I already talked about Zay Jones and Ruben Foster being a potentially great play. Same with Seth Roberts here. Um, I need to look into the game more for uh, what's it called for Washington, but I think it was Josh, whatever his name is. Whoever, Johnson? Who, no, no, the, the whoever's quarterback for Washington. I kind of erased it for Oh, me. Johnson. Yeah, uh, he did throw to Crowder, if I remember correctly, quite a bit. Crowder is only 3,700 here. I guess going up against Jacksonville. But if he is the starting quarterback, I think that you can look there a little bit. Um, yeah, that's basically where I'm at with – with oh, Tyler receiver. Boyd, by the way, we, we didn't say. Oh, yeah. Well, we talked about We, we kind of brushed him. We brushed yeah. on him. Yeah, yeah. He's a, yeah, he's a fantastic play. I heard Bruce Ellington. My one issue with, my one issue with Bruce Ellington is that, like, the dude's got an A dot lower than my, uh, like, my college GPA, and I'm not that smart. So, that, that's kind of a problem. He runs red. He has games like David Johnson had, except for the, like, seven catches for, like, five yards. <laughs> I mean that's seven point five points there. There you go, right there. Boom. <laughs> You're not winning anything with seven point five points more. <laughs> um, tight ends. We kind of we kind we, we kind of hit everything up, but I'm sure yeah. let's kind of give a little blow by as far as tight ends as well. Um, we we mentioned Kittle and passing. Is it a chase if you play Kittle? I don't think it's a chase per se. I wouldn't expect the same thing, but we see what his uh, his ceiling is, right, Grant? I mean, Kittle's one of the best tight ends in the league. I mean, he, the last time he had less than 10 points was against Green Bay in week six. And that was, I think, one of two times where he's had less than 10 points. Um, they're probably going to be coming from behind. That's four uh, in this game. And so 6,300, I have no problem paying up for him considering the lack. Like, there just isn't great tight end value on this slate or most slates. I mean... Like I said, I could go with Uzoma, um, but I'm paying up for tight end between Jared Cook, Ebron, Kittle, or Gronk. Like, that's where I want to go. I know that makes it – it's tough to do with Barkley and Elliott if you want to go them into your lineup. But there is value at wide receiver. There is some value at quarterback. We don't have – we don't have KC in, on the slate, so it's a lot easier than you think to pay up for um, your tight end. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't really want to pay down for really anyone. Maybe Vance. Um, could potentially go off for a big game. Yeah, it doesn't. Nobody's really jumping out to me, and of course, there is some value in theory to pay down for somebody. But uh, I, I agree. I think you know, Kittle, Ebron, Gronk, uh, even Cook. One of those guys kind of gets there, and you, you certainly want to have your share in tournaments. Does anybody stand out for you, Bobby? Do you, do you have a cheapie for us? Because I don't see it just yet. Oh, you know what? I, I got one for you. Maybe uh, Vernon Davis. How much is Vernon Davis? He's three two on DK. Uh, Jordan Reed finally succumbs. I, I think he's. Uh, got a couple injuries working for him so there's a chance that we have no Jordan Reed but you know Washington's in the lowest total of the week and they're, they're dogs so their team total has got to be I don't know like 15 or so not very appealing but I'm looking for somebody Bobby who do you have for me yeah it's it's not pretty I think the best bet is probably Rudolph um we saw what you know Gronk just did to this team he's 3,500 but Uzoma and Davis I think are interesting also not loving this this low end uh um, I do think if Mark Andrews plays that he's in play. <laughs> I'm just going to keep playing tight ends against Tampa Bay. I don't care if it doesn't work every single time. Classic Bobby. I'm going to give it a shot. Who's Mark Andrews? 
Yeah, if, if, assuming that he's going to end up being the actual starting to, he ended up being out this last week, I believe, right? <laughs> anyway, just, I think, I, look, it's early in the week. This is, you ask for cheap guys. Mostly I'm looking at the guys to pay up for. These are the guys I'm naming. Guys, Trey Burton's pretty cheap considering what he was earlier on this Jimmy season. Jimmy Graham might get a lot of work because they're going to have to get rid of the ball so quick in, in Green Bay with their line against Chicago's pass rush. Jimmy Graham could end up actually like doing those little slide routes where he ends up catching like seven, you know, balls and maybe get something over the middle for a touchdown, but none of it feels good. Uh, I mean, we don't really talk about defenses, do we? I don't think so. Is that it? Is it the podcast, boys? Any shenanigans? I guess. How much time do we have? We sort of got into our shenanigans already. I feel like I feel like we're we did pretty good. We sprinkled it in throughout the show. Bobby, did you just come out from under a blanket? You just sound like <laughs> under a blanket to out of the blanket. Like you were. He's sweating like Ron right now. He's, he's, who, by the way, has been doing pretty well of late. So, uh, you know, you know what? Everybody, everybody, everybody thought it was ridiculous to, to play the LeBron Dwayne Wade narrative, and apparently it was. <laughs> Dwayne Wade has, has shot the ball terribly. They're talking about Every, Yes, they do. They know. These people play, play DFS basketball. Too. <laughs> These people. Um, Our lovely so, fans. Let's, so uh, there you go, Grant. Tweets are consequences. I I lost last week. I, that was unfortunate. So what is my punishment? Um, so I had to get Mangone involved because he he got really excited about this one. Um, sure. But I think it's something along the lines of to pay homage, which I believe is how it's pronounced, to pay homage to my idol Booger McFarlane and the Booger Mobile. I will be installing one of these in every room in my house. Hashtag Booger. <laughs> And you have to wait till tomorrow <laughs> to see the picture that will be involved in this. But it is it is comedic, I hope. I have not made it yet. <laughs> is there photoshopping involved? Is that what's going on? There may or may not be. <laughs> but well, he's going to let be involved. So I I, 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 I let him I let him uh, go in on the shenanigans since I think he – did he win? I don't even know who I picked. I don't know who he picked. I honestly don't remember most of the last 17 years of my life. You joke, but tell me, you tell me, you would turn down a booger mobile? No, not not even, a, not even a second <laughs> thought. I would take that immediately, and I would become an obese man just so I have a reason to be in. I would become so morbidly obese that everyone's like, "That guy's smart for getting that. That guy is very smart for getting that. That guy made good life choices." I like the booger cam too, which is always nice. Uh, let's let's pick. A, what are we targeting, Bobby? What, 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 where are we divisive? I, I feel like we kind of sort of agreed on most things, which is. I mean, I want all the course. Josh Allen, or we can go with low-priced wide receivers. Oh, I don't. Well, I mean, you can have Ellington. Ellington's a safe play for this game because he's going to get eight, and just assume, just assume that one of Bob, either me or Bobby, kind of tank. I mean, I want Ruben Fo- or Robert Foster for going low-priced wide receivers. Ooh! All right, I'll take okay. Zay Jones. Aha! Oh okay. well, I guarantee one of you guys are going to lose. Like both those guys can't go off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can take McKenzie. Take McKenzie. You're lucky. Yeah, take McKenzie. I do not want. No, I don't want McKenzie. <laughs> I'm not taking McKenzie. Dude, the guy um, just had 16 points last week. That's like 4x. Okay, but he's not gonna have that this week. It's all. It's this is daily fantasy sports, which stands for DFS. Wait, I reversed that. But you know what I mean. It's all about what he does this week, and he's not gonna do that this week. I don't think so. Oh gosh, um, if McKenzie goes off for 20, Dean. You have to wear. My my gimp suit that I purchased on Amazon. <laughs> I mean, no one will be able to see it, but you have to wear it. Snug. Um, hmm. Well, I, I'm trying to find somebody in this. You I don't like the, You guys should read the chat that we have on our on our thing. Well, Grant, go ahead and read it as I scroll through because I'm trying to find a cheapie here, and it's just not 
Jump it out. Oh. I feel like I feel like. Uh, what chat are you talking about? Oh, are you, oh on on our, our thing. Are you sending me yeah. weird messages? I'm uh, stalling and buying time, guys. I got nothing. <laughs> All right, uh, just pick someone. Pick anyone. I, I'm going to take Ellington and reserve the right to change my mind at a future date. Sounds good. <laughs> We're not allowing it. It's locked in. No, I don't want Ellington. JD, <laughs> come on. You that play. All right. Well, okay, Ellington. <laughs> All right, Bobby. Bobby's got places to do. Uh, you know, it's, it's a recording on a Monday night. There you go. Uh, is that the podcast, boys? Are we done? I think I think we're done. Give me a final thought, Bobby. Outside of like you know, we're rooting for your teams. I think it's a really no. interesting slate. Like it's not about rooting for my teams. Um, it's a really interesting slate, and I'm excited because I think there's a lot of ways to go. But I thought we talked about some good some good things as far as running backs and wide receiver. Obviously, we're going to hear news later in the week. I would just encourage people not to overreact to that news. Grant, top that. I'd like to hear us talk more about fantasy basketball. <laughs> Specifically <laughs> season long. <laughs> There's best balls now, I believe, for draft out there. Uh, one more reminder before we step aside and get out of here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for making it as far. But uh, in all honesty, seriously, if you're playing any sites, if you're playing any sort of volume, if you take DFS seriously in any way, and you probably do, despite the fact that you're listening to this podcast at this point, despite the fact it's not the most serious of podcasts, you would know that uh, hitting up Yahoo this week, $20. Per entry, max enter that bad boy, uh, 250K and an absolute minimum coming back as far as overlay. If you're not a member on Yahoo DFS as of right now, uh, go to rotorgrinders.com backslash Yahoo, put in the promo code GRINDERS30, you get yourself a $30 matching bonus. That's it. That's the show. That's the podcast. He's Grant. Bobby, crush it tonight. We want to see screenshot, a real legit screenshot life, not like in the middle of the slate. At the end of the slate, we wish you luck. I'm Dean. Thanks for listening. Good luck on week 15. We're out of here. Hope. See you, kids.